90s Now with Kelly Alexander and Sharon Highland. Season's greetings, y'all. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. All these great festivities happening at this time, and uh, we celebrate Ooh. all of them yep. because we can. Sharon, are you going to show your, your snowman? There it is. I, like, I love it. Ooh. I know. So I Sharon has a snowman. Kelly has her reindeer ears. I've got my own Christmas tree. Yeah. Oh, wow. I hope that you guys appreciate these reindeer antlers because they're cutting off circulation to my brain. Anyways, back <laughs> to you, Sharon. <laughs> then yes, I do. <laughs> yep. You've got such a big head. Yeah. Such a giant bucket of brains. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's uh, something. Yep. Oh, yeah. Um, I know uh, this we... is not in our list, but let me know when you're ready for um, a Mariah Carey factoid. Why Ooh. don't we just just give it to us, Cal? You ready for this? So right. I was on Instagram earlier today, and um, Billboard posted this to say about All I Want for Christmas, saying yeah. that um, it's keep, it's the gift that keeps on giving for its writers and label, which to me, the writer, isn't it just... Mariah and Walter Afanasieff, I think, I think, yeah, okay. Um, generating 1.36 million from plays and downloads in the U.S. alone uh, in 2021, and then overall, the tune seems to have brought in 6.16 million in global revenue and publishing royalties for the master recording of the song. And that sounds like that was just last year. Yeah, because I heard that she made about four million dollars a year. Yeah, so that sounds about so... right. Um, Billboard estimates carries royalties at 1.55 million, which would leave Sony with 2.95 million. And that, again, sounds like that's just per year. Wow. In the United States only. Uh, maybe. Maybe. But there, she said that's something incredible. about 6.16 million global revenue. And then I guess oh. you deduct from wow. that. So, Wow. She, Inquire. I'd, I'd say she could live on that alone. But as we know, I think she has expensive taste. So she probably needs a few of her other songs to come in. <laughs> well, thankfully, she's got a long list of um, top 10s, number ones, yeah. top 40s. I think all you need to do is crack the top 40 uh, to get anywhere near uh, bank status. Yeah. That's where you get the hits, right? <laughs> the top 40 is where the, where the hits are. But certainly once you get into the single digits, um, you get played more, things like that. So, And yeah, also, um, as of our recording, I'm not sure what the official situation will be, but... Um, I follow a lot of uh, British chart stuff, and uh, I also follow George Michael stuff. And something about last Christmas, this it might be the year that it finally makes it to the Christmas number one in the UK, which would be wow, really, yeah. And also, I found this out, and I I knew he had donated money in the past um, from last Christmas to charity, but mm -hmm. he's the sole producer and the sole writer on last Christmas. And from what I understand from reading uh, something from his estate, um, I'm pretty sure that's where I read it, all proceeds of last Christmas every single year go to charity as per his wishes. Oh, nice. Isn't that oh, amazing? That what a amazing. cool dude, George. Love George. Love George, Miss George. It'll be on Christmas Day yep. that uh, we are mm -hmm. six years without him. Yep. Yeah. And then three years for his sister, I believe. Same day. Same right? day. Yep. And what was her cause of death? Uh, I don't remember. Um, I want to say, yeah, I don't want to say because I, I, I do want to say that I don't think it was cancer, though. I don't think right. it was that. Okay. Fair enough. Yep. 
So for uh, the show today, uh, we had a lot to get into, man. Mm-hmm. Um, hang on, let me just hit this button here like that. And just before you... Um... Launch into a tirade? <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. Melanie, George's sister, died after falling into a diabetic coma. There we oh go. Oh, my God. As a result wow. of diabetic ketoacidosis. Yikes. I would not know what that means, but yeah. if you do, now you know. Wow. Adam, can you also Google, because I, I know one of his sisters, and I think it was Melanie, was his hairstylist for years. Because one, one of his sisters, and his other sister is Yota, I think. Um, one of them was, was his hairstylist for years. Hmm. The internet will confirm that. Yeah. It was funny, about a couple of weeks ago, I just ended up watching, like, like, you know how you fall down the rabbit hole sometimes on YouTube? And that happened to me with George Michael. And I just, I watched a few of his performances kind of back to back. And like, he just was awesome. Like, there's just, <laughs> like, it's yeah. so sad that he's not around to keep performing. Because his voice is, and his voice is magic and his aura was magic. Mm-hmm. He had, he had troubles and you could tell that with him. So I think uh, ultimately I, his troubles, had they taken a different turn, sounds so obvious to say what I'm about to say was, which is that he would have been way better now, all things considered, just the way mental health and access to help and support um, and that the light is being shone on it appropriately and still will get brighter and brighter. Mm-hmm. Uh, he would have been, he would have been in a good spot. Yeah. But he wasn't. And we'll miss him. Thankfully, the spot shines on, uh, on his music, which... Man, just you know, we should get Andrew Ridgely on the show. I don't see why we should. I agree with you. I follow him on uh, Instagram, so maybe there's a way to send out a communique that I might get a response to, unlike Mel C's (laughs) people. Those have been super successful for you so far. So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, if we're getting this party started. No, no, no. Wait a second, Sharon. You asked me a question. What's and I have answer? an answer. I was buying time by starting the show. Oh, well, Melanie is the um, hairdresser's sister. Okay. And she uh, inherited um, allegedly 50 million pounds um, when uh, George passed away. Okay. Wow. Good. Yeah. I believe he, I believe him and both his sisters were very tight, like all three of them. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah they say here his uh, other sister, Yoda, like you said, was also on the will. Okay. So... Wow. May they all rest in peace. Christmas is no doubt a, a tough time for the family. All right. Yeah. Let's push the dark cloud out of the way for a moment anyways, because we do have some other sad news to talk about. But yeah. we will also talk about how Mary J. Blige just keeps getting busier and busier. Uh, and what do you do uh, or what do you and your twin sister get for your birthday when your daddy is Diddy? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, we're going to tell you. Don't you worry about that. Also, with a new Puss in Boots film (laughs) uh, (laughs) uh, coming out, we'll uh, talk about the life-saving maneuvers of uh, that film star. And sadly, like like we were just saying, there's more horrible news within the last few days, so we should probably start there. The sadness felt around the world uh, for anyone who has watched twitch dance or got to see him on the ellen degeneres show as the in-house dj and 
champion dancer. Certainly, if you were following him and or his wife on uh, Instagram, you would have seen their collective dances pretty much daily. Um, and so, yeah. So one day he's dancing, and we're seeing that on Instagram, and the next day he's gone. Kind of shocking. And the outpouring of positive reaction from anybody that he ever met uh, is... Uh, is is stunning, really, when you think of who he's left behind, and like a wife and and three ch- three children of varying ages, and all mm-hmm. kinds of friends, and all kinds of people that he influenced with his dance. Um, it's a sad time, no doubt about that. Um, this falls into the category where it's always the last person you think is gonna mm-hmm. pass from this. Like he is the absolute last person I would have thought would have passed from this reasoning and um mm-hmm. yeah and like yeah just i i'm devastated for allison because i watched something also on youtube a while ago and uh she just loves him like lo- like loved him he loved her yeah and so i can't even imagine what she because it would have been obviously devastating had he died of a car accident or you know what i mean mm-hmm. but this reasoning is just as unimaginable unimaginable and something that also stuck out to me two things a few months ago when we talked about Leslie Jordan passing away, I think I mentioned at that time that I'd never seen so many celebrities have such a positive thing to say about Leslie yeah. Jordan. Like, everybody yeah. had love yeah. for Leslie Jordan. It's the exact same thing for Twitch. Like, people that you wouldn't even think would have known him or been in his orbit just had amazing things to say about him. And the second surprising thing or something that stuck to me was... um the former executive producer of Ellen, Andy, who's mm-hmm. now the executive producer of Jennifer Hudson, his yeah. statement where he said, like, you know, there's going to be questions that are never going to get answered. Um, but then he said about how everybody just kept saying that Twitch was a light. And then he said, how tired must he have been of having to share his light with so many people? And, like, that made me, like, yeah, because if you're always happy, you're always positive, you're always checking in on people, you might be tired and you're not telling anybody this, you know? Yeah. And mm-hmm. and because that just seemed like all because I also, as you know, unsurprisingly, I follow a lot of dancers in Los Angeles. And so they're all mentioning, you know, things on Instagram over the last couple of days. And so many of them said, like, he, you know, I, I posted this and he would check on me and I would say this and he would check on me. So he must have been doing that for like, you know, 200 people. Who knows? So yeah. I can't imagine how maybe tired he was of of having to be in that headspace all the time so for sure agreed i and i think there was uh um uh not allusions like allusions people alluding to the fact that there was uh some mental insecurity at some point and i mean i think everybody has some level of mental insecurity and certainly Mm -hmm. uh, if anybody's listening and they're feeling um in need of conversation, in need of support, reach out. If you think you know someone who might need help, certainly reach out to them. The resources are there, so please use them. Um, uh, and when you think about, you know, the order of things, not that there is an order of things, but I think that um, chronologically you want, you know, your elders to pass before you do. So to have his mom left behind to have to deal with that and his wife and children. There's generations that are um, completely messed up now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know what? I guess I do believe that there is an order of things, or I wish anyways that mm-hmm. 
lives lives as, as much as they intersect that, you know, the older you get, you're sort of at the door next, right. you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but she had posted through uh, social media that uh, she will reach out to everybody that has uh, sent love and prayers and encouragement, um, that she sees them all, all the messages, the texts, the posts, the phone calls. Um, she also included Stephen Laurel, your mother loves you to eternity and beyond. So they'll be dealing with that. It'll no doubt be a tough time mm-hmm. for a long time, not just not yeah. just to the holidays. In a weird way, you, you, you deal with all the firsts as they happen, so they'll have uh, one first done once the holidays are done. Yeah. And uh, it's true. just, um, I have a friend of mine whose brother passed away from this very same reason, and years, years, years to, to kind of come to terms with things. And mm-hmm. and just the questions that you always have, you know, from what I, I've, I've seen from my friend who's, go- and like, and I'm also friends with his mother, and uh, that's the part, too, where it's like, again, you don't wish any of this to happen, but you almost wish it could have been a car accident so that there wasn't questions that won't ever get answered, you know? It's true. And it's I think it's a testament to, um, <clears throat> you know, making clear not just your intentions of your own life and what you want and things like that, but making making your feelings known to the people that matter to you. Um. And reaching out, reaching out for the good, reaching out for the less than good. Mm -hmm. It's important so that people aren't left sort of floundering and trying to figure things out so that, you know, in their floundering and trying to figure things out that they realize that you are doing the same thing. It can be rectified with conversation. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, We have talked about other podcasts on our podcast and one of the most powerful podcasts I have ever listened to and whether it was a podcast or a radio show or a documentary, whatever, uh, is Anderson Cooper's podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, so powerful, so moving. Um, and so I would suggest that anybody that has ever grieved anyone, if they were looking for some kind of perspective, <coughs> that this is... Uh, this might be something to look and know that it's heavy. The topic is heavy, but sometimes you have to bear the weight. I'd heard because it, it's only been out a, f- a few months, right? Like maybe five or six months. Yeah. And there's, uh, I think it's like eight, seven or eight episodes. That's it for now. Anyways, yep. it's incredible. Like really yep. very important work that he's done. Yep. Well, yep. <clears throat> yep. 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 So pushing that other dark cloud away. Yeah. <laughs> and meanwhile, Kelly's choking. Yeah. Come sorry. On. I'm drinking my orange juice. Are you sick? It's coming across like that. Uh-oh. <laughs> but you, like me, are fighting it. I'm fighting it. It's so funny because I went to bed last night and I was really tired, but it's funny too. So, and I think Sharon knows this. Adam might know this now. Like, <clears throat> I've not really stopped in over a year. Like, it's just been pretty, <laughs> pretty busy. And so... When I did the live stream, that was one of my final big things that I knew was coming up for Velvet Rope. And then I had a couple other things. But as of like Sunday, I think I knew like my, and I think internally my body knew, okay, you might be having a bit of a break. So I think my body was like last night, you are exhausted. And so yeah. I went to bed at 8.40 p.m. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Yeah. So, um, but, and then I woke up feeling this magic. So... 
I understand it because I'm living with someone who has a cold and uh, love her dearly. (laughs) (laughs) Please just stay away from me. (laughs) So I'm trying because I too will be off as of uh, for a few days over the holidays, which is great. Super Mm -hmm. looking forward to it. But I don't want that to be the time where my body goes, you're tired too. Like I don't get enough sleep during the week. I know that. And I'm going to work on that'll be my resolution for 2023 just Mm -hmm. to make sure that I I do a better job of taking care of that section of my life. Uh, But until then, I don't, I know it. I know it universe. (laughs) I know I'm not getting enough sleep. I don't need to be told by any other factors. I got it. Yeah. So I'm not getting any cold. It can try and come for me. It's not getting me. Yeah. By the way, I just noticed now, I don't know sure if Adam noticed this. um, Sharon's screen name is Blitzen. You're welcome. (laughs) Yeah. I did not notice that. <laughs> What's going on? Just trying to keep it real. I holiday style. <laughs> uh, why don't we get some trivia going, you guys? Here we are. Here we are. Let's do it. 90s. <laughs> now. Trivia. Bing bong. Bing bong. Um, I wanted to end, because actually, Sharon, I know you have an announcement soon about, actually, do you want to just give a, a quick update now, and we'll do it at the end also, about our show returning, like Christmas holidays? Uh, sure thing. We're taking a break. <laughs> oh, spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? After this episode, we will take a couple of weeks off, and uh, then we'll come back. That's the short story. Yeah. So I wanted to end off, I thought, like, I was like, oh, we'll end off on, like, a festive no, but then I'm like, no, I need them to finish strong for 2022. So it's a very heady, um, at least one of them is a very heady question okay. from art and literature. Okay. Oh, yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm ready. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see how this goes. In which 90s nonfiction book does author John Krakauer retrace the steps of a young man who vanished in the wilderness? So I need the title of the book. Adam. Go, Adam. The Revenant. Oh, that's a good guess. It's not correct, but I liked it. Uh, Sharon? Go, Sharon. Is it something about bones? Nope. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Into the Wild. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah. Isn't that dumb? I was totally going to, I was thinking that because there's a, it's a decent movie, great soundtrack. Uh, so my bad. It was right there. Quick question. Did either of you see The Revenant? That was with DiCaprio, isn't it? Yeah, that's uh, the movie he won his uh, first Oscar with. Is it about a bear? What is it about? Yeah, he fights a bear. It's So he goes to a like a retreat area, like a luxurious retreat area. But then yeah. he somehow gets lost in the wood and has wow. to get back to wherever he was. Or so I think. I might be remembering it wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's what it's about. And then he finds a bear and he fights the bear. It's he fights a great the scene. bear. And that's what got him an Oscar? Yeah, it's a great movie. After everything else he's done in his movie career and fighting a bear gets him the Oscar. Like a yes. legit bear, not, uh, no, no, not, a, legit not bear. a bearded gay man. <laughs> no. Uh, a real big bear. He fights a bear. He fights a bear. And he doesn't what? lose. Like, the movie doesn't end because the bear goes, bonk. It sounded like my impersonation was even better. <laughs> I am going to get you. You're not going to win. Um, Adam, can you Google? Because there's, there's a um a movie, which I think was in the 90s. I want to say it was like 97, 98. Alec Baldwin was in it. 
And it was also about fighting a bear. And uh, who's the uh, – Sharon, who's the actor? I'm totally forgetting his name. And I think he's a sir or somebody now. Um, Clarice, like who is in that movie? Like the oh, uh, that guy. So that would Anthony be Anthony Hopkins. Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins. So Anthony Hopkins, Alec Baldwin. What's an, is it? Edge of something? What is it? it said The Edge, nineteen ninety-seven. You guys yeah. have to watch that movie. Okay, he yeah. fights a bear and doesn't die either. Uh, somebody, there's many people that <laughs> don't make it with the bear, but it's. <laughs> I don't. I I don't know, man. Like I yeah. just think the bear's gonna. Yeah, but it's a really good like. You. I can't. I don't know if you guys ever do this, but I often do this on the holidays. It's the one time of the year, like where at least one day I will let myself watch ridiculous '90s movies, and like, so I've you know like it usually starts because I want to see Die Hard because of Christmas stuff. So it usually starts <laughs> right. there, and then I probably watch like um, Harrison Ford and some kind of like Air Force One or whatever, you know. That's but I sh- I should whip that puppy out. You guys have to watch it. So The Edge with uh, Sir Anthony Hopkins and Alec Baldwin. Wow! I yeah. already promised a colleague I was I was uh, going to watch The Godfather during oh, the there holidays. We go. yeah. Ooh, I've never one. seen The Godfather, so um, yeah, maybe I'll add Die Hard to it too. Yeah, yeah, I loved and all the Die the Hards. Edge. All the Die Hards were great. There's more than one Die There's Hard. Four Die Hards. Keep dying, oh. and there might be five actually. There die might be five. Adam. Yep. Die the hardest. I don't think I saw. I don't think I saw the last one. But number number one is the Christmas one. Just that's in the, die. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's finally just die. Um, number two is the airport one. Did you like them, Sharon? I did. I think I only <laughs> saw the first two though. Okay. And I think I only saw them once. Okay. Yeah. No. I, I in uh... the theater. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, by the way, um, if you didn't see Top Gun Maverick, it's coming to Paramount on. Thursday. I did see it. I loved nice. it. The 22nd. I've watched it, so I'm going to give it a go. I loved it. Yep. Back to you, Sharon. Right, oh, no, it's back the, to me uh, with no, question. what's the other question? Question two, it's sporting, yeah. so I'm going to let you end on a fun note. Um, Here's hoping. There, here we go. And this is one I'm hoping that will work for the two of you. Um, okay. And it's funny, because when I asked myself this question, I got it wrong, but I thought I knew the answer, and I was incorrect. Uh, which team were the Stanley Cup champions in both 1997 and 1998? Adam. Look at Sharon's face. Go <laughs> Look at your face. Look at the pain. Uh, and that's, it's the wrong answer. New Jersey Devils. Incorrect. Sharon? Sharon. Oh. Yep. Colorado. Nope. I was going to guess. So my guess was Pittsburgh Penguins, right? Because I would have nice thought like Mario. Is it the Rangers? It's uh, Detroit Red Wings. Oh. Okay. That was, that was the first thing that popped in my head. I should have followed my heart. And I'm assuming that must have been like when Stevie Eiserman got his rings right before he retired. I Makes that, sense. That sounds Ottawa right. born Steve Eiserman. Yep. Cool. Well, that's the end of your trivia for 2022. Thanks, folks. Oh, I'm, that was I, a fun one. Rachel must be come... breathing a sigh of relief knowing she has two weeks to recover from this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Me too, Rachel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know what? It's been five years since an event that nearly took Antonio Banderas's life. And it's that same event that he credits for basically saving his life. Wow. It's a heart attack. How I forgot heart attack about save that. Your life? Did you remember that? I forgot about it. I, t- I totally forgot about it. Yep. 2017, it happened. He was 56 years old. Heart attack. Ends up having surgery. 
uh, obviously, emergency surgery and uh, gets three stents put into valves in his heart. There you go. Uh, but he says that it's that heart attack that saves his, saved his life because he started not prioritizing things that didn't matter. Well, that makes sense, right? Well, sure it does. But sometimes you need a little, you know, smack on the head to make you realize that or, or something to show you that it could all be gone and, and you're wasting time worrying about baloney, you know? Mm-hmm. So good for him. He also credits his, uh, I'm not sure if they were married at the time or or uh, committed to each other, um, but that she has, his girlfriend or fiance has uh, saved him also just by having aspirin. Yeah, apparently she got the aspirin the night before. Mm Mm-hmm. Imagine that. So talk about serendipity there. Yeah. That's her name, too, serendipity. (laughs) I've got a question. (laughs) What exactly is aspirin? Like, are Advil's or Tylenol's considered aspirin? No. Not at all. Aspirin is its own thing. Huh. Yeah. Like, do people normally have aspirin? Yep. I think that was like the original headache medicine, right, Sharon? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, because I don't think I've ever had aspirin. You've never had baby aspirin? I remember loving baby aspirin when I was a kid because it tasted, it was like a tiny little pink thing. Yeah. It tasted good. Yeah. I don't remember. I remember the little um, Flintstone vitamins. Oh, yeah. yeah. But I don't remember baby aspirin. Well, maybe I've had it. I just don't remember it. Because you were a baby. Exactly. Mm -hmm. By the way, I wish Tylenol was supporting our show because I'm about to give them a huge plug because um, I'm, I'm a big fan of uh, like uh, Advil, right? Like I used to take, a, you know, any, anytime I'd get a headache because you, you get the relief like pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, but then I was told by my doctor, like, you have to be super careful. It's really hard on your stomach, blah, blah, blah. Hard and, on your liver too. Yeah. So um, I found, because like I, Tylenol for a while wasn't working for me. Like it would take forever for the, and I was like, and I hate feeling, because sometimes when I get a headache, I get nauseous right away and like, I hate mm-hmm. that. Um, quick release Tylenol. Ooh. <laughs> it's the same color as the Montreal Canadiens, red, blue, and white. That's the pill. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah and yeah. they are magic pills. Let me tell you, like within 15, 20 minutes, if you've got a headache, boom, it's gone. <laughs> nice. Take your magic pills. They'll yep. help. <laughs> yeah. So Tylenol, if you're listening, we'd be very happy for you to sponsor our podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh. What was I going to say? Is that a? Can you get that over the counter? Do you have yep. to? Yeah. Just go to. I get it at you know the pharmacy or Walmart or whatever. And uh, oh. honest to God, like I, because Tylenol for the longest time just wouldn't work for me in a quick yeah. fashion. But quick release, boom, you're good to go. Boom. boom. <laughs> uh. Well, hopefully uh, Mary J. Blige is pain-free, and uh, not that she has any issues, but Mary J., if you do have any issues, quick release Tylenol will help. Uh, she's just expanding her horizons, pretty much, and, uh, and, and you know, signing on the dotted line with BET and a production company, and basically, well, is she hosting or just developing I think it's this, a bit of both. Uh, show. I think there's a. I think that wine one, the wine down, she's going to host, and then oh, yes, uh, yes, yes. And then I think their other ones are projects in the works. What I also liked about the description of the wine down, which I like in the title, I also liked the uh, how they described it as an unscripted talk show. <laughs> like they're all supposed to be, yeah, talk. You know, not scripted talk, but mm-hmm. I guess they're outing other talk shows. But uh, I think that uh, she'd be a cool person to wind down with Mm -hmm. so that's coming so she's busy in that regard which is very good 
Uh, it seems that it would make sense. She's obviously got a lot of, um, uh, you know, life experience. And we, you had mentioned before talking about Andy from the Ellen DeGeneres show and how he's uh, producing Jennifer uh, J-Hud. Yeah. Great show also. Like, it's supernatural, yep. easygoing. She's she's just so fantastically regular. And that's know? why Kelly Clarkson works, right? Like, they're just... Yes. Like, if you're authentic, boom, you're good. The minute you try to be something you're not, everybody sees right through it, right? So... Totally. There's little nuancey things that, as a, a person who thinks she knows how to do certain things, would love to coach them on. Oh, yeah, for but- sure. But ultimately, they're, both those shows are amazing. So well, I think sure I told Ma- you. Mary J's going to do great. I think I told you when um, Kelly met Janet, uh, she clearly loves Janet, which we've known about for a while, but she wouldn't stop talking during the interview. Like, I think Janet only answered like three questions because Kelly's like, <laughs> I wonder about this. I wonder about this. And I remember that. Like, it was so. Yeah. And you could tell Janet, like, like, and I, and she's so humble, Janet, as we know, but like, she must, like, you could just see her, like, letting Kelly go you know because <laughs> so. you kind of have to yeah like i don't think that janet jackson is particularly um assertive in that way i mm. think she can assert herself obviously yeah but she's she's i i can imagine that as a guest on a show she's not gonna stumble through and yeah. you know so you have to let the host finish but sometimes you're just you can see the the, the guests on shows like that going whoa yeah <laughs> that's a lot of talking yeah lady. and if you want to have a good um if you want to have like the best giggle, so Sherry Shepard, who also has a talk show, right? Like she took over oh for gosh, Wendy yeah. Williams, and right. Sherry also supernatural. Like she's really awesome. I love Sherry Shepard. She loves Janet, like loves Janet. So they surprise Sherry uh, during their like Christmas segment, and and her producer comes on and he's like, "I told you I wanted to get you something for Christmas, whatever." And they brought out Janet like live in person on the on the show. Because it tapes in New York, and uh, I thought Sherry was going to have a heart attack. Like I, and you could tell it was like legitimate. Like this wasn't a put on. Like she started crying, and she's like, then she tried to offer herself up as a backup dancer to Janet when she goes to tour. <laughs> like, oh my god, <laughs> it was really. And then what was interesting too is because like for like there was like a day or two where Janet was doing a lot of press in New York about the tour. So she did yep. Sherry's show, and then she also went on the Today Show uh, Friday. And uh, one of the anch- you know one of the anchors who's like you know a serious news anchor and reporter or whatever she also she now I, I I give her credit she remained composed I think because of her you know education and being an anchor and and knowing to stay composed but she also just was giving Janet like a million flowers and it was super wow. cute and and it really made me realize even though I I already know this but to just see it Janet has influenced so many people whether you are a black woman. Or a farm girl from Montreal. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's just, she really runs the gamut of people who are positively influenced by her. And I just think that's amazing because not many people can run the gamut of influencing people in a good way. So, no, it's true. Yeah. Well, there's another guy that's uh, just recently influenced his daughter's lives (laughs) uh, in a really, really expensive way. (laughs) Because when your parent is, Puff Daddy, P. Diddy. Um, I think that... I, let, let me back it up a second here. Okay. Let me put it in perspective. When I turned 16, for my birthday, I got the Duran Duran album, Seven and the Ragged Tiger. <laughs> okay, that's nice. Yeah, but that was the 80s and my parents weren't Puff Daddy. So when your parent <laughs> is Puff Daddy, 
I think you could actually get Duran Duran as the gift. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's probably weird. He went the Range Rover route. Yeah. For his twin daughters, matching Range Rovers. Yep. Here you go with your very first cars, you guys. Oh, you're so sweet. What? Range Rovers are anywhere between $44,000 and $215,000. And I'm pretty sure they didn't get the $44,000 They did not get the the base model, no. They didn't get the ones where you have to roll up the windows (laughs) yourself. (laughs) They've got the heating seats on. (laughs) Yeah. And I should mention, like, this is what he does when all of his kids turn 16, because when his two older sons, I don't remember what the second son got, but I'm pretty sure they might have both got, I think they both got my box. So those are, and what maybe one got a Bentley. Anyways, so those are also, like, over, like, I would say somewhere between $100,000 to $300,000 cars when they turn 16. But, I mean, why not? Well, he's He's a billionaire. He's got the money. Well, there you go, so... But I also, yeah. like, for example, his younger son, um, I think it's Christian, he's following in in uh, Diddy's steps of, you know, being an artist. And it sounds like Diddy would not help him. Like, he's like, I'm not giving you a leg up. So so the son, I mean, obviously, there's some level that he's going to get indoors that he wouldn't, even if his dad doesn't help him. Sure. Uh, but it sounds like he really had to hustle his rear end off to get the single... And I can't remember the name of the damn single right now, but it just went like it was pretty high up in the charts. Uh, I think it crossed the top 40. So that's pretty good. Okay, Um, cool. It makes sense, though, when you have um, a parent that's already done it. Like last year, the part of the story for the band Inhaler was that, yeah, Bono's my dad. Lead singer is Elijah Hewson. Sure, yes, it it does help you get your foot in the door. But then once you're in the door, you got to do something. Mm -hmm. Like you've got to. You know, because dad's not going to go on stage and be good and, you know, rally the crowds for you. or Exactly. It so. only goes so far. I mean, certainly it helps, but mm-hmm. you still got to be able to do it. Yeah. So, well, and this way, you know, if he's buying them cars, they can at least drive themselves to the auditions. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> See? Yeah. And those also, by the way, those girls and the two older brothers, uh, I don't think one of the brothers, but the other one brother for sure, like their their uh, mother died several years ago from yes. uh, Kim Porter. So like they've yeah. had a, you know, not an easy go either without their mom. That's true. Yeah. But now they got Range Rovers. Now they got Range Rovers. <laughs> And my question was, who's going to, because it was black and white ones, so some, I don't know if they flipped a coin as to who's going to drive which one, but. They had a fist fight. Yes. Just kidding. They didn't. They're happy. They posted on social media. They're very happy. So that's yep. good. Um, We've got one more 90s Rewind for this show. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. For this year in this show. Do you hear that sound? It's not me, by the way. It's me. I think Kelly's oh, receiving good. some emails. Um, it's usually me that's why I'm like it's not this time no (laughs) that was my uh, Festivus Bells that have decided to join the party oh very good yeah well I thought we would go back to uh, 1993 when we were actually hearing Duran Duran at the beginning of that year with Come Undone but by the end of the year we were trying to help Ace of Base get what they want which, of course, was another baby. Nice one. <laughs> right? <laughs> we also got a three-for-one deal with a song from the uh, Three Musketeers soundtrack with Brian Adams, Rod Stewart, and Sting, and All for Love. Uh, you guys, here I go, here I go, here I go again. Kelly, Adam, what's my weakness? Men. Okay, then. Is it? 
Nope. Uh, it's not my weakness. I'm just in character right now. Salt and Peppa up there, sexy. I thought you were going, Shoop. Here I Go Again by Whitesnake. I was <laughs> confused here. Sorry, I should have gone, Here I go, here I go, here I go again. That there we go. Sense. There, okay. So it's Shoop. So we go from Shoop to Snoop Doggy yeah. Dog. Yep. The answer to What's My Name? Snoop's debut album, Doggy Style, came out uh, November, <laughs> actually, of 1993. Around the same time, the Cranberries were hitting big with Linger. And it was at the end of 93 uh, that uh, for an artist that we actually lost at the beginning of this year, where Meatloaf... I do anything for love, but I won't do that was a great big hit for him. And it's what wraps up the last 90s rewind for 2022. May he rest in peace. Thank you, Sharon. Uh, Meatloaf died in 2022? Yeah. A lot of people died this year. Sad but but true. I I feel like I would have thought it's been at least two years. That's crazy. You can check the internet, and I'm prepared to and be wrong. And did we lose? I know when we lost was Betty Betty Whit was like last day of 2021, right? Like she, because yeah, she so, died yeah. of like a week or sorry, like two weeks before her birthday. Because I think her birthday is the 17th of January. Yep. And then we lost Bob Saget. Yep. And then wow. the list goes on. Like Christy Alley, Leslie Jordan. Like it just. It seems like we've had to report on a lot of passings, like in this year on the show. Yeah, I just recorded the uh, top 30 of 2022 for uh, the radio station that I work at, Shom 97.7, and I focused on just uh, musicians that had died, and not even just rock stars, because I thought the the uh, impact of music doesn't necessarily have to be just rock. There's all kinds, we like all kinds of music, and we lost a lot of artists this year, and the mm-hmm. list was long, just wow. musicians. And well, it was Taylor January, Hawkins, right? Taylor Hawkins was a big one, man. <sighs> God, Big. I felt like it's been, oh, wow. Yeah. Sorry. I'm shocked. I forgot it all happened this year. Yeah, like a lot. Bah. I kind of uh, feel weird that... wearing these reindeer antlers right now. <laughs> Why? Because we're talking about, uh, you got to have something to poke through the dark clouds. Yeah. Though, and those those yeah. antlers are really poking through. <laughs> well, my, my whole skull is numb right now, so that's good. <laughs> Uh, just a couple of listener notes before you wrap it up, Sharon. Um, Ginger Bear sent us a lovely message on YouTube wishing us all the best for the season. And thank can't you, wait for Ginger us to be Bear. Back in the new back year. Back at you. Back at you, and, Ginger uh, Bear. Yeah, just, uh, and then also two music notes for you. Tiesto uh, has teamed up with a, um, uh, a UK duo for a song called I Can't Wait. It's a very okay. good house track. And also, um, a biopic for Whitney Houston is coming out I Want to Dance mm-hmm. with Somebody. And yeah. the soundtrack has been released, and uh, there is a, um, like, B.B. Winans is on this thing, Jax Ooh. Jones, uh, nice. like, the list, oh, uh, Lucky Day, who's an amazing R&B artist, like, there's a lot, so you should, if you're a Whitney Houston fan, check out the I Want to Dance with Somebody soundtrack, so. Every time I see the trailer for that movie, I go, wow, I get goosebumps. Yeah, yeah. same. So, yeah. can't wait to see the movie. Yeah. This Friday, Adam, too, this Friday. Right? Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. And uh, last thing for me, I just want to thank the two of you for making an, uh, another joyous year on um, 90s Now. I love you both Aww. so much, and it's an honor and a privilege to be able to do this with you each and every week. So thank you both. Back at you, Kel. I love you guys very much. It is fun. We, 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 uh, I think we have, we have a lot of things going on in our regular lives. And to make a commitment to meet every week here 
for a bit of time and, you know, devote some time before our meeting to make sure that the meeting is uh, fun and functional and moves in the right directions is uh, it's it's probably the true definition of a, a labor of love. Labor, labor of love. Can't say it, but I know there what it means. There you go. Passion project. Is that better? <laughs> there we are. <laughs> uh, I appreciate you guys, too. Thank you very much. Merry Christmas, because I know you both celebrate. Um, Happy holidays. Happy, Happy holidays. New Year, because we'll see each other on the other side of uh, the New Year. That's true. Crazy. 2023 is like right there. So I'm really hoping my skull unthaws by that. <laughs> I hope you find some, uh, you know, pain relief, Kel. Well, I'm heading for Tylenol quick melon. release. <laughs> yes. Kelly, please, what will you be taking? Mention it again. Tylenol quick release. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She can't. There's no emotion though. Tylenol, quick release. Let's go. <laughs> she, she's losing feeling in her face. Ooh. Yeah, it's heading there. Okay, well, <laughs> you guys, I love you, uh, and you love me back. And, we do. Uh, <laughs> and everybody else, thank you very much. We have great affection for you too. We appreciate that you listen whenever it is that you do, wherever it is that you find us. Thank you for doing that and passing it on to everybody in your life. Uh, Thanks for being a part of it. And thank you for listening to 90s Now. Still happening.